Welcome back to The Gavel and the Gavel. It's me, Harry, based in Windsor at Windsor Auctions, and I'm joined, as ever, by... It's me, Simon, in Devon. It is lovely in Devon, but I'm starting to get upset, Harry. It's starting to feel vaguely autumnal, and I am not happy about it. I'd like you to fix that, if you would. Um, well, I like Devon, but I'm, I didn't like it after our last auction, <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> Well, no, you did. You liked it so much that you tried to stay for a very long time, didn't you? I did. Um, dear listener, uh, we have to laugh. laugh. Um, our auction house, based in Seaton, we'd had a very busy auction. Uh, we'd launched the Easy Live platform on the sale. So to be fair, we weren't charging ahead at pace. It wasn't our speediest moment. Uh, I'm going to embarrass myself for the whole story here. So the auction took about six hours. Uh, six and a half hours, something like that, longer. And then I went to leave and they'd closed the local roads, to, which was my direct way to head back up uh, to winter. So I then drove along the coast a little bit uh, into Lyme Regis to cut across, so to speak. And a huge Pantechnican lorry had jackknifed on the narrowest of roads to the point where everybody was out of their cars and they were talking about cranes, at which point... I went, I'm never leaving Devon. I'm going to be here forever. <laughs> Dear listener, I, I can tell you because we got on so well that I miss him. I miss him between auctions and this is how I get to keep him. Pan technicans, jackknifing, closed roads, floods, hail, swarm of locusts, you name it. We'll do anything to keep Uncle Harry in the parish. <laughs> Uh, well, I will embarrass myself further. That is sweet of you to say um, that when I, as we all know, Daryl is keeping me walking. Um, the uh, fitness trainer. <laughs> Daryl's Rams, a genius. Rugby club. Daryl is a genius. And uh, big shout out to Rams. Brilliant start to the season. Uh, two from two. Uh, both really great games. Um, what do I, they I play? They play rugby, Simon. They're, okay. And they're great. And they're good fun. Any case. So they're. Um, one of their guys looks after me and was making me uh, is making me fit and healthy or keeping me on the road, so to speak. I have managed to pull a hamstring doing auctions. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because How I said is that <laughs> even possible. Because I spent so much time sitting down helping you on Monday. I'm teasing, but <laughs> doing my job on Monday, and then so much time trapped in a car trying to escape Devon that I have done something to my hamstring, and I have to say. That Daryl, who is fixing said problem, uh, even he couldn't stop chuckling and laughing about it. And I said, "Hang on a minute, I'm paying to be mocked by you." <laughs> Sorry, you are, you are such an elite athlete. Mm. Try saying that after yeah. a few drinks. You're such an elite athlete, elite. Yeah. That sitting down for six hours means you pull a hat. That, I imagine that happens to Usain Bolt. I, you know, I mean, you know, I am mocking myself, but oh my God, it does hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Who thought, oh my who thought you'd get injured auctioneering? Uh, so that's that. Yes. I, um, I've watched a lot of auctions recently and there's a lot, some people do it sta uh, do standing up behind a lectern and they switch over every hour. So I'm thinking that uh, we should, um, I don't know, mate, it's a, it's a nightmare. Who are you going to switch over with? I don't know. We've got to find somebody because I can't sit for six and a half hours. Oh, dear. And we had a little break, didn't we, halfway through? There we did go. have a little break, yeah. And we break. introduced Susanna and Joanna, not at the same time, to the rostrum. And they were brilliant, the pair of them. They were both quite nervous about being on the rostrum with the new platform 
and bringing the bids in from the internet and uh, we were nervous for them. I think it will be fair to say, Harry. And both of them were absolutely sterling. Oh, oh, they did really well, didn't they? And how many times did you get the Paddington Bear stare from either of said fantastic members of the team quite a lot i need to work <laughs> on my verbiage when issuing instructions to my oh you see that that's where you went wrong I'm, yeah i know i can't that's where you went wrong because the word you're looking for is not instructions it's helpful assists or something like that isn't it yeah yeah because exactly. some of the um some of the and let me let me assure you dear listener in no way was uh, Simon, my fellow auctioneer, uh, rude. However, it does get a little stressful. And we talk to each other and we get short with one another. And we've been doing this together for 15 years. And as we always tell everybody, we are a bit different from most auction houses because we auction simultaneously and we chat like we chat on the pod. So it's not. So that's to take some of the pressure off. However, that does it in, in with three people. It's not quite the same. And we have to adjust our p- patter. But yeah, um, I think I heard the word stay half a dozen yeah. times when somebody was trying to attract your attention. I have never laughed so much, dear listener. I was I was in fear for my life at certain points. I have to say, bless her, obviously my wife, Susanna, um, she was just, just gave me the knowing side-eyed look that said, just you wait. Joanna, on the other hand, didn't see any of this coming. So when, when I said... What? As if, yeah, you can imagine what happened. And the look I got back, oh, my days, my blood run, it ran cold. It really did. I thought, that's the end of me. Having said this, Simon, the nice thing for me is that I sit at one end of the rostrum. You now sit in the middle. Yeah, the danger zone, as I call it. Thank you. And they and they sit to the other side. So I'm on the other side, and all I get to say is, oh, well done. And... <laughs> Oh, I don't that think was you fantastic. should have said that, Joanna. Uh, oh, that wasn't right, was it? And gosh, yeah. isn't your platform beating his platform? And really upbeat, positive things like that. So when I get off the rostrum and go downstairs and say, how's the auction gone? I get a big hug, a smile. Somebody makes me a cup of tea and tells me how fantastic I am. You, however, go and stand in abject misery in the car park for 10 minutes while people ignore you. It's great fun. I get sent <laughs> I get sent out of my own own auction house by Joanna and Suzanne, mm-hmm. basically, to think about what I've done. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for this. It's really good. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Dear Lister, because the, uh, because the um, auction overran, um, I was even able to earn brownie points by offering to leave the rostrum to go and do the school run. <laughs> <laughs> It's the high point of my day, as ever, um, uh, dear listener. It's only jealousy on my part, the fact that I tease Simon, um, because um, he gets he does tell me off uh, when roles are reversed at Windsor, where my lovely wife Emma runs the show, um, and I famously once tapped a cup in the uh, or tea oh. cup in the hope of attracting her attention to get more tea. Oh, uh, I think. That- think it took about three weeks uh before and some, i was on gold and flowers. I, was offered a, I was offered a cup of tea ever again and quite rightly so because i was bang out of line but god that was funny 
That, yeah, that oh, was so. actually quite frankly one of the uh, highlights of my auctioneering life was you literally holding a cup up, <laughs> tapping at it and pointing to her. Dear listener, it wasn't a little ting ting, I'm going to make a speech at a wedding. This was a cup held aloft, <laughs> rattle, 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 ting ting. And then you pointed at her with said pen, at which point I thought we were all going to die. All right, let's not make it. I'm now. I was enjoying poking fun at you. Listen, I'm a hang. Yeah, I've, no, got a broken, I've got a torn, well, broken auction ha- auctioneer's hamstring. Really well, exactly, which which means I can tease you as much as you like because you're not exactly going anywhere, are you, mate? I could never catch you before. Now I'm even worse. <laughs> right. Also, I want a word with you, H. Yes. Yeah. That dog. That dog. Who, dear listener, you may remember um, Harry sent pictures of to my children when it was a teeny tiny puppy, teeny tiny cute little puppy with little cute ears and all the rest of it. And my wife said, oh, we want one of those. And I drove to Reading and we bought said puppy and we brought it back. It's now the size of a some kind of small pony. It's the size of a small pony. It's got a bad attitude and it's a thief. Okay. That what, thing, is make, what is making me that laugh? That thing is a thief. What is making me laugh about this is that I have to provide photographic evidence because your dog, and we have brother and sister dog, right? Your dog is twice the size of my dog. Your dog is the size of a Labrador. My dog still carry it around your arms, pick it up, bit of a handbag size, manageable. I I mean, it is headless and at a toilet roll and spread it all over the house. However... So we've got the safes for, you know, all the gold, silver and jewellery that we take in. Keep it nice and safe for our customers. David, feel free to edit that out just in case burglars listen to this. Best of luck if you can get that safe out of here, burglars. You can keep it. That's fine by me. Well insured. Um, So I get putting stuff in and out of the safe. We're valuing stuff and all the rest of it. Pablo, the small pony dog that you (laughs) duped me into buying, pops into the safe grabs a ring box and legs it. (laughs) So we have spent, I can't tell you how much time we have spent today chasing this monster dog around the auction house as it hightails it from the safe with another packet of gold stroke ring box stroke diamond ring. I see it walk out with it in its mouth and then I know I've got 20 minutes of misery trying to find the damn thing and get the said item back. I'd like to say, dear listener, if you are one of those that have um, put items into our next auction, they're all safe and sound, I promise you. Slightly slobbery, <laughs> but you've sold me a tea leaf of a dog. Yeah, I'm not even sorry. <laughs> um, I've got a whinge today. I've got a whinge. Go on then. Uh, as you and I both uh, do these, uh, I'm, I'm tr- waiting to get your viewpoint. So my whinge for today is all auction houses, almost all as far as, as I'm aware, uh, provincial auction houses particularly, offer a free come to your house, value your items. <laughs> I already know where this is going, but go on. Right. Oh, dear. Which is fine. I've got no issue with that. I've done five of these today, which is why this is a high point of my life. Three of those houses didn't want to uh, put things into sale at this point, And I suspect we're just trying to either get their insurance valuations for free or something like that. But not one of three of them said thank you. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going. So well sidestepped. <laughs> really? Not one said thank you. Not one said thank you. Not one of the three. 
So of the five, and the first one was amazing. And I've got a very funny story to tell you. And I have checked and I am allowed to talk about it. Uh, but the other three, I didn't say thank you. And they just went, okay, then, th- uh, you know, we're done now, right? And I was like, yep, thinking no tea, <laughs> not a little biscuit. Bourbon biscuit. <laughs> just one. Uh, nothing, no offer of anything. And well, ha- how rude. Off you pop kind of thing. It was the most bizarre thing. However, best appointment. Saw some really fab uh, that be coming to the market later in the year, November, December time. Uh, 1970s, very expensive uh, furniture, some German uh, lamps, absolutely beautiful, stunning stuff. Any case, this chap was the man who was instrumental in bringing KFC to the UK. And all over his house were pictures of him with Colonel Sanders. <laughs> it was the best. It was the best, oh, Simon. Dear. It was amazing. And Colonel Sanders came to the UK in the white suit and came round his house in the white suit. <laughs> he's not a real person. Yeah, he's a real person. He's a real oh, person. The he... person on the bucket in the house. On the bucket? In the house. Isn't the person on the bucket a cartoon character, though? Well, it's a sketch, isn't it, of the real guy. And I've seen the photo of the real guy outside the house with a chauffeur, arm round his friend in the UK, chatting. I'm like, excuse me. I said, I know I'm not valuing that. Is that Colonel Sanders? And, of course, they're all very proud. Lovely, lovely family. Couldn't believe it. So happy. Made my day. And they were lovely people, so that helps. And they said thank you a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Your love of fast food is rather disturbing, Harry. Oh mate, come on! And Colonel all things Sanders. fast food, all thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm non-discriminate. If it can be served no. through a window into my car, <laughs> if I, I well, I've got see a dodgy, where the problem I, is. I, I've got a dodgy. Hamstring. See where the problem is. I've got a dodgy hamstring now, so now it's drive-throughs only. <laughs> and you try and find a drive-through fruit and veg stall. Tricky. They've missed out, mate. They have missed out. I mean, I would be all into my fruit and veg. I mean, if you could get a salad on a drive-through, you're you're sorted. To be fair, I think um, the Golden Arches and people like that do supply salads, dear listener. Um, I just can't find them on the menu. <laughs> no, they're and somewhere I'm... between the high sugar content, the high salt content, and the big fat burger, aren't they? But didn't they once bring out a, a salad and it, it had more calories than a cheeseburger or something? They managed to absolutely screw that up as well. I don't know. But there you go. Colonel Sanders. It was amazing. And there was all sorts of really cool vintage collectibles, KFC based, which people do collect. So uh, I think the family are going to keep them all. But it was really, really lovely. I also went to a house where there was a lion cage at the bottom of the garden. (gasps) I want one of those. Why? Okay, I'll bite. I'll bite. Why have they got a lion cage at the bottom of the garden, Harry? They don't know. <laughs> what do you mean they don't know? <laughs> they don't know. Who was the last person to see or know what that was about? Herein lies the issue. <laughs> Bought the house. Yeah. A lot of garden. Mm. Bottom of the garden, all overgrown. Yeah. Clear the bottom of the garden. Previous owners have left loads of furniture and bits and pieces as part of the deal that they now don't want because they're refurbing the house. Clear the garden. Lion cage. Is it big enough to put Pablo in? Picture of a lion on the cage. <laughs> the lion? <laughs> I don't know. You know, sort of not sort of a not, lion. Car- not cartoony, but sort of a generic lion. 
But then, to be fair, I don't know what was in it. Now, so the issue of this is, where's the lion? <laughs> Correct. Where is the lion and what is it eating? The second bit was, they said, do you think you could sell this? And I went, I'm not sure. There's a massive lion market in the UK currently. They said, but you can put other stuff in it. I said, I have to be honest with you. I think this is scrap metal, but I think it's great fun. I said I'd keep it as a talking point. I think you should. I think you should definitely keep it. And then we'll put a big stuffed lion in it. Yeah, or something like that. Or your um, Frisian cow that you've got coming up in your next sale could go in it. Oh, my Frisian cow's not arrived yet. I'm starting to get a bit worried. I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm not suggesting it's run off. It is carbon (laughs) fibre or whatever, so it's not like it's made a break for it. It's not carbon. If it's carbon fibre, what is it? It's a Formula One Frisian. (laughs) Okay, might be. Is it fiberglass? That's the might word. Fiberglass. That's I the word. I'm hoping I may for. have overegged. May Can have overegged the Frisian cow. We've made, we've made life size a life size carbon fiber racing, racing <laughs> Frisian cow. cow. Well, look Called at this Simi. thing go. Yeah. In any case, so um, anybody uh, missing a lion in uh, downtown Berkshire? Uh, I've got a cage. <laughs> Or if you're planning to buy a lion anytime soon, oh, Windsor Auctions is your place for all things. We You've don't have the cage. the cage. We've told them we can't deal with the cage, but God, it was Oh, funny. come on. Uh, they said thank you. <laughs> I'm going to say that after everyone that had said thank you. <laughs> okay. We're on some kind of moral crusade now to improve the manners of the public. No, I don't think we are, but I just think it's nice if you've done something for free to say thank you. Okay, so this is a question um, from... A listener on uh, Instagram. So a boy and a girl meet. No, stop. Uh, they fall in love. No, no, keep uh, it no, clean. Okay. Hey, guys, I got a question for the next pod, if you have time to answer it. We certainly do, because before this pod, Simon and I were both wondering what we are going to talk about. Uh, in your opinion, oh, you're going to love this. I've read this, so I've had a little bit of time. Uh, yeah. in your I, opi- I, dear listener, this is being sprung on me by Mr. Harry, so go on then. Well, as we know, dear listener, Simon is not allowed, although he does have the login to read below the line for fear of all sorts of things. In your opinion, what is the most important personal trait slash strength someone would need to work in your industry slash be successful in your job? Do you like that one more time? Yeah, I would actually. I was, yeah, yeah. Can I have that question? In your opinion, what is the most important personality trait, strength, personality trait or strength, someone would need to work in your industry, be successful in your job? That's from Hugo Jones. Hugo, what a great question. Having bought a bit of time by getting Harry to read it a second time, I would say in this industry, you need resilience. You need to be able to, you cannot know. And, and when you start out in this business, gosh, you know nothing about everything. And even what Harry and I, we've been doing this 15, 16 years, 15 years. Obviously, there is still huge amounts. Have I just up that again? No, no, no. It is that long. But it, does. it just feels like a long time. It is time. that long. But I just think, I think you need absolute resilience because you'll get knockbacks left, right and centre. You'll get highs, you'll get lows. You'll get great auctions, you'll get disappointing auctions. You'll get fantastic results and ungrateful customers. You'll get mediocre results and wonderful customers. It is a thrill ride from beginning to end. And I would say if you are not resilient, 
and you can't take a no, a rejection, quite frankly, a kick in the butt. <laughs> uh, if you can't be resilient, you know, we've had many auctions or lots or we also have to deal with the general public, often in difficult times, you know, a bereavement, a deceased estate. We have to deal with solicitors. I have currently a safe full of magnificent watches and jewellery that I'm not allowed to sell because we don't know if we're going to get them yet because the will is still not... Anyway, so you've got to be resilient. I have somehow managed to screw up my auction calendar and I have a week and a half to get the next auction up. Resilience, people. We need resilience. Um, so, yeah. I do, so, Harry, over to you. What would you say? That would be mine. I think if you're resilient and can, you know, put the knocks behind you, keep going forward ultimately keep learning and keep developing and keep making changes and then you'll do well. But my word, you need to be a resilient body, as any people that work for Harry or I will tell you. Oh, certainly working for us. You definitely need to be uh, resilient. Hugo, I would just say one thing. Don't do that. If you're going to do anything in this industry, don't work for Harry or I. That would be my other top tip going forward. Lots of resilience. Don't work for Harry or I. Um, before you said that, I had been struggling to find ex the right words, but I think resilience does actually cover everything. I think that the auctioneers that have more most fun have got a lot of charisma or believe in themselves and are willing to put themselves out there and make a fool of themselves like we've just done about talking about, you know, um, pulled hamstring because I sat too long or, the, or whatever. Uh, but that is also being part of being resilient, isn't it? It's it's the fact that you're willing to make a chump of yourself. You're going to have to stand up and you're going to auction things that don't make lots of money when you start out, um, may not make much of money, money for years. You're going to have customers who are so happy with you and you're going to have customers who... Because, as you say, because of their circumstances, we're encountering people quite often who are going through huge emotional turmoil and certainly wouldn't talk to us the way they some people. I'm not saying all of them by far, by, by long chalk, but some people, they wouldn't talk to us in the same fashion a year later. And when they look back at it, they go, do you know what? They were only doing they were only that was a bit strong. That, that was a bit strong. That was a bit tough. Or I wish I'd have been more me at that point when I was mm -hmm. dealing with those people, whatever it might be. But we kind of, I think that because of the resilience, I'm loving that word, um, because of that resilience, we sort of adapt it. We had a case recently where a lady um, shouted at a member of our team and the member of our team was very, very upset by it because she felt that she'd done absolutely everything she could possibly could, could for this couple. And so um, we sat with her in the office and we let her get it out of her system and explain what had happened as we explained to her that the person who had shouted at her was actually very, very ill. And it was, it was sort of, you know, it wasn't a great situation. And that that person, if they had been in good spirits and, and in good health, would not have reacted like that. They shouldn't have done what they did. But once we put it into context, that person was just like, oh, that's fine. 24 hours later, email came through. I'm so, so sorry. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have lost my temper with you. You've done everything you possibly could to help me. And I just saw red for no reason apart from email. But they're now... You can't get them off the phone. We're not even acting for this person anymore. We can't get them off the phone to each other. They're chit-chatting and being supportive of one another. Um, and that is, I think, 
That's an example. However, as lots and lots of people say to you and I, Simon, you have the best job in the world. And I do think we have the the best job in the world. I am not suggesting that these isolated incidents where your resilience is for a bad reason, but the highs and lows of, am I going to get the stock in for the next auction? Am I going to get the right amount of silver? Am I going to get the right amount of gold? And then once you've got it, and this will make everybody laugh, you then switch the whole thing on your head, so your catalogue's published, and you don't spend the next six weeks going off two weeks or seven days or whatever it might be. As long as you, am I going to find the right number of buyers? Am I going to get the right prices? It's absolutely ludicrous. It's absolutely ludicrous. It is. It is. And, and it's not and a proper you know job, what? you know, as we all know. You know, we're not, no. we're not saving lives. We're not doctors. We're not nurses no. or firemen. Mm. We are people who deal and sell in antiques and clear houses and sell things and all the rest of it. We love what we do and we invested even more money than others because we do the pod and we're advocating the industry as a whole. We're not just promoting us. We promote other auction houses, rivals half the time, um, and people who just because we're so passionate about the industry. Uh, So I think your word, resilience, is the way forward. If you're a resilient character and you've got a little bit of chat, I think you've got to throw that in, then you're good to go. A little bit of chat. I tell you what, resilience as well. When you sit on the rostrum, as I did two auctions ago, and say, don't worry, Harry, lot 15 and lot 18, jade, Chinese, they're going to fly. Pass it by, lot 18, pass it by. At which point... Really tested my resilience, Harry. Really tested my resilience. Because at that point, I burnt lot 15 and 18, which I was convinced were going to make me, make us, I apologise, make (laughs) us half the auction total. I was so confident. I was so on it. I've now got 400 more lots to do whilst feeling like I've been kicked in the stomach because that was not supposed to happen. Still, we cracked on, didn't we? And that, I have to say, dear listener, is the reason why Simon and I have, in over the years, developed this style, and certainly for the last decade have done it, where we auctioneer together, because side by side. And it works in the way that I'm invariably reading out the lots. That's my gig, and I'm watching the room and all the rest of it, and Simon is watching consoles and table, and we're chit-chatting as we go and all the rest of it. And that's how we've sort of developed it. But it does mean, on the day that lot 14 lets you down, and let me assure you, that happens at every auction house. The thing you think is <laughs> going to fly doesn't move. And then suddenly 18 lots on, you're selling a camera that there's you, you couldn't research anything. Nobody knew anything about. And it turns out it's one of only five and it makes £10,000. And you're like, what the heck happened there? And you're back on a high. <laughs> but the advantage of doing it together is you're not alone. You've got somebody who can say, you're going to be all right. It's going to be fine. And we jolly each other along. Or I pick up the slack and do a bit more talking. And there are days where I'm like, just, I want to bash my head against the wall. Simon will take the ropes, get me through 10, 20 lots, and then we're back on track. So, yeah, resilience. God, that was a long answer. It was, wasn't it? I tell you what, thanks, Hugo. You bailed us out of the whole podcast there, my friend. (laughs) What would we have done in this episode without you, quite frankly? What a genius. Oh, dear. I tell you what, it uh, it does beg the question, and I have to say, I wouldn't ever want to go back to auctioneering on my own. It's quite a tricky, you know, six hours on the rostrum by yourself. Yeah, I don't think, no, I don't think. Oh, my days. I couldn't. No, I couldn't do it. I personally couldn't do it. I wouldn't enjoy it. We've tried it on occasion during lockdown. We had two auctions on our own. That was no fun. Yeah, yeah. And that was tricky and we didn't enjoy it. We definitely didn't enjoy it then. 
I don't know. I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to do. I that. wonder if. I wonder if moving on from that question for you, Harry, and this this was something that was. Um, so we've added more platforms to our rostrum as we've uh, as we shared with you, dear listener. So we have multiple sets of internet bids coming in all at the same time. And it made me wonder whether or not the future will be auctioneers in a room with simply a bank of screens, no people. That surely is where it's going to end up, isn't it? And I am not suggesting for one second it's a good thing because uh, Lime Bay and Windsor, strangely enough, in the last two auctions, we have fantastic rooms and fun rooms people. are on the rooms, rooms are back on the rise. Amazing! Everybody else is saying nobody's turning up. We've going. We can't turn them away. We, we can't turn. We, we haven't got enough seats. We can't turn away. I tell you what, Harry. Um, oh, really? All over the place today on this podcast. I have to say, I've got to share with you. Do you remember there was a lovely chap, quite a tan chap? He was sitting to our left in a blue shirt. Um, he bought himself uh, an antique um, brass. Victorian bed frame. Um, he bought some other bits of furniture. And okay, he did call us Morecambe and Wise, which I wasn't that pleased about. I'm all right with that stuff up. However, however, okay, I live with that. What a lovely chap. He so he's moved into the area not far from where I live. Very honestly, he said, I don't have a lot of money. And somebody advised, uh, in fact, my landlord who comes here said, Just go to Lime Bay Auctions. You'll be able to get fabulous furniture for, you know, really good prices and blah, blah, blah. And they deliver. Anyway, so he came along. He bought a bed. He bought, he bought some bedsides. He bought some rugs. He bought some bits and pieces. Bless him. He sought, sought me out at the, you know, came to find me at the auction house. And he said, and I quote, I have never enjoyed spending 680 quid so much in my entire life. It was so much fun. I haven't laughed so much. I've bought some fabulous thing and the whole buying experience. And the quote was, never enjoyed spending 680 quid so much in my life. How sweet was that? Uh, well, that mate, that and that's the other thing, uh, Hugo. You need to have a very large ego so that people can massage it. Yes, <laughs> so you can talk about yourself a lot. So you can, but Hugo, start yourself a podcast. Oh, that is sweet. Big that is sweet up. of him. It was a fun auction, lovely man. And do you know what? It was a. Um, we've had bad rooms, and we've talked about oh, yeah. them on the pod. We've had bad rooms <sighs> where mm. you can sit there for five hundred lots, and you you'd rather hand out coffee and try and get them all going again. But uh, Monday sale at Lime Bay, lovely room, great fun. What a blinder. A lot of people chit-chatting. Interacting. Loads of interaction. Love it. And great fun. Although we did get told off by one couple as we were running late to start, which those people who know us well, uh, all our auctions are meant to start at 10.30 a.m. And they all start at about 10.40, 10.42 because, I don't know, we get distracted and all the rest of it. I don't know. There are shiny things in There's the room. There's a lot going shiny on. Things. And we're there chatting to each other to and all the rest with. of it. But somebody came to the window and went, um, could you two Herberts hurry up, please? And we went, what? what, what? And he said, well, it's 10.30. Your mentor started. <laughs> and we went, well, we're on our way. We'll be five minutes. He said, I'm going on holiday and there's some lots I want to buy now. Come on, chop, chop. <laughs> we literally well, sorry about that sir didn't realize we were upsetting your holiday plans and didn't he buy oh hang on and didn't he buy i'm sure i'm allowed to say this you didn't are, he buy yeah. his lovely wife a beautiful sapphire Saf- and diamond Saf- ring no sapphire and diamond uh necklace pendant and necklace hmm? was it beautiful. a pendant necklace and then followed beautiful. It up. and then subsequently bought himself 
An antique firearm. Yeah, bought himself a percussion sporting rifle. <laughs> sporting rifle. What kind of holiday are they going on? Unfortunately, as they got up and left and waved to go on said holiday, we weren't able to stop the auction and go, I, I need help with this. So you've got a sapphire and diamond pendant and a sporting antique rifle. What kind of holiday is this? I fear for her. It was very odd. Uh, right then, Simon, we're nearly done. Are we? Yeah. Yeah, considering it, thanks Hugo for bailing us out on that one. <laughs> um, My new friend. If you are a listener to the pod, do get in contact via uh, Insta or, or Facebook or our um, or email us. All details from the uh, on, love on a question, Insta. love a question. Uh, so send us a question, and if you are in the auction trade, why don't you tell us what you think the personality trait is that you need, and we will um, chat about that. Why have you asked that question? Because if I was on the other end of this, I'd be going, personality trait, not yours. Yeah, well, I, I imagine we'll get a few of those, but I'm, I'm up for that. <laughs> um, and um, this is where we embarrass Simon because he's meant to come prep for this uh, for every episode at the moment. And uh, David bailed him out to producer Dave, Big D, bailed him out in the last episode, which Simon hasn't uh, listened to yet, I don't think. Big Dangerous D. Uh, big Dangerous D. And what is the discount code for the Antiques Trade Gazette, Simon? Uh, www. <laughs> forward slash <laughs> dot <laughs> discount. What are you going to ask now? David, please put it in now. Just go to antiquestradegazette.com forward slash gavel or check out that link in our description. Like, subscribe, review, please, dear listener. Spread the word. Like the reels oh, on our social off. media and all that sort of stuff. I've got it written down in front of me on an email from David. <laughs> um, so <laughs> do all that sort of stuff. We've got uh, Richard Worrell, president of Nava, coming up in an interview, uh, which we're doing in the next couple of days. And we are trying to sort out, I tell you what, the auction community, they say yes, don't they, to doing interviews. They're not easy to pin down, some of these boys oh. and girls. I tell you, they do their level best not to uh, not to book a time. But we've uh, got some more coming up. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to all of that. Uh, mate, I will, uh, I'll see you later. In fact, we're spending so much time with each other in the next fortnight. It's going to be oh, horrible. Oh, dear, oh, dear. It's going to, yeah, absolutely. The, ne- the next podcast could just be... R-O-M, row on microphone, couldn't it? R-O-M, row on microphone. It's lucky we record this in separate counties, isn't it, really? It really is, yeah. Otherwise, they could be filming a punch-up, I imagine. All right, buddy. See you later. Cheers. Love you. Love you more.